right, everybody, hi. Ooh, well, I was just doing some sample takes, which were pretty fun of me just moving around and rolling around and just seeing how I wanted to be positioning my phone and how it would sound and how I wanted to be sitting and or laying as I recorded. I almost just saved it because it was pretty fucking hilarious. But, um, yeah, so welcome back if any of you guys have ever listened to previous episodes of The Dumpster Kitty Diaries. Um, that was something I was definitely just kind of playing around with for a while to see what I wanted to do, and then I was going to maybe change this over to, um, a podcast that had to do with my job as a carpet merchant, um, but COVID hit, and now I've kind of, um, I'm not working, and I really like to make art from life, and if I'm not actually physically in a carpet shop, interacting with my community, there's just not going to be any inspiration to, uh, to do that. So you might have just even heard, um, I'm recording on my phone and I just got a text from my best friend and she's actually the one who inspired me to get back into doing this podcast. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, it feels pretty awkward and strange to just talk to an imaginary audience into a phone. Um, but there has definitely been some things that I know I have been needing to address, um, or create some sort of art around, um, for my own good, but I think hopefully for the good of other people, um, It is such a big, broad world out there, and I think if you're a creative type, it can be really challenging to know how you want to be creative. Um, And also, you know, we have this crazy political climate, and um, everything's sort of just shifting and moving under our feet at all times. it's hard to really want to identify or take a heavy stance on anything these days or to even feel like you are worthy of taking a stance. Um, but I think that I found (laughs) a couple things that I do not feel imposter syndrome with. And, um, uh, it's just really interesting how I came to the conclusion that I wanted to do this, um, uh, you know, two things that I don't feel imposter syndrome about is, um, my own sickness, which is PMDD. I wish I could fake it, (laughs) but it's very, very real, and, um, it's been extremely challenging, And, uh, I think that hand in hand with PMDD, um, is the, the never ending process of deciding to love your shadow. Um, so I think that that's sort of what this 
podcast will be about because um, I just have so many thoughts and feelings and emotions and um, I think that people think of me as an extremely expressive person um, and it's just like everybody's still just seeing the tip of the iceberg and it's almost like we live in a society where the way you express yourself needs to be like clever and fit into a tweet or something and you know it's good to be a little bit jaded and a little bit like walled off and a little bit like waspy and all of this stuff and um you know that's just not me and trying to be something I'm not, uh, has been lonely. Um, so, I don't know, I guess I just, um, thought, um, that was a pretty big intro, or lead up to the intro of me just wanting to talk about, you know, the name Dumpster Kitty, um, and how it kind of ties into all of this. I mean, I've always... Not always, but I've been using the, the the term dumpster kitty for myself for a long time. Um, and it's been a really great definition <laughs> of who I am and, and um, what my personality is. And I mean, I think that like, you know, one aspect of the term like dumpster kitty and the fact that dumpster, dumpster kitty diaries sounds really cute, I think... Um, you know, that is indicative of sort of how I show up to the world, you know, where, um, I can come up with little things to be very cute, uh, so I can be palatable (laughs) to others, um, and, uh, you know, it's by design, and it's actually a little cheesy, but it's a defense mechanism and a survival instinct. Um, you know, this is a very wealthy town, Charlottesville, Virginia, that I live in. Um, and I don't often feel like the people in this town especially as a whole, um, besides, you know, some individuals that, uh, I've been able to connect with, but really as a whole, I haven't felt, um, like the people in this town could really relate to what my reality is, especially what my reality is, um, when I'm in PMDD mode or hell week, which I'll get, I will circle back around to that. Um, so I, uh, you know, have always been feeling since I moved back here that I was kind of on the brink of just, I always, I guess I've just felt like I've been out running, uh, total destitution, (laughs) You know, um, 
I've worried about um, being really hungry or ending up homeless again or having my car break down and me not being able to get anywhere and um, which is actually exactly what's happening right now <laughs> I don't have a car uh, oh I'm in a lot of I'm in a lot of hot water right now there's a lot going on um, but uh, you know I figured um, I think that I played into being people's like token poor girl or like I just felt like if I could be cute and fun and happy for everybody then I wouldn't be repellent uh with my actual problems hold on one second I'm gonna um turn off my space here it's actually finally getting kind of warm in here I'm in my camper right now um I'm always in my camper this is where I hide which is funny because it's a big metal object that is basically shaped like a dumpster um so yeah like dumpster kitty like it's just cute and it's fun and it's approachable and I feel like that's how I've had to be because you know I've needed the medicine of friendship and um I didn't really think that many people would want to be around me if um they had to really see life through the eyes of somebody who has some pretty scary issues, you know, um, and, uh, so yeah, Dumpster Kitty, cute, that's cute, that's fun, um, you guys like it, right? Great, cool, I'm glad, I'm glad people like me, that's what I need, that's what I need to survive, cool, great, um, woo, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, you know, what we bring to the table and what we show people is very rarely what's real. And that's, it's not an easy thing to be real and vulnerable. It's actually the hardest thing in the world. And, of course, it's not even a very celebrated thing or, you know, um, I could probably post a picture of my butt on Instagram right now, and people would give a lot more attention to that, right? Um, but yeah, I like I like the fact that even though like the concept of the dumpster kitty is fun and cute and whatever, it also it speaks to the fact that I, for a long time, uh, really just thought that I was a fucking trash person. Um, you know, and I got, I have a lot of characteristics that I think, uh, a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of people would agree, uh, if they really knew. I say as I sip my beer, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, like, I have been struggling with poverty and I've been struggling with this really intense mental health issue and, um, I've had coping mechanisms that were not ideal. Um, whatever. Uh, they're not actually that bad, but when you see everybody around you, you know, 
going for casual runs morning, day, and night at like 100 degrees. Everybody's running in this town all the time. Everybody's like wealthy or like pretending like they're not but doing stuff with their trust funds. Um, Everybody's eating organic. Everybody's positive vibes and um yeah and I just uh that was something I just was never able uh to pull off and um and I didn't know why for a long time and now I I finally get it I mean number one there is there is the whole money thing but number two um you know I have this condition called PMDD which is a hormonal imbalance and um, you, you know, women who have it have a really hard time, and we um, are kind of silenced to a certain degree because it's PMDD is sort of, uh, excuse me, is kind of lumped in with uh, PMS. And, you know, PMS, number one, is a woman's issue. So, um, ew, (laughs) fuck that, right? Fuck a woman's issue. But also, you know, let's, let's put sexism and menstruation stigma aside. Uh, there's also the fact that, you know, a lot of women, you know, they'll say, oh, they have PMS, oh, what a pain. And I'm sure, like, you know, that's a shame for them, but, um, it is very different. And PMDD and the symptoms of PMDD are extreme and I can't believe that I had it and kept my shit together as long as I did you know and um, they describe it as being kind of like a werewolf because one minute you're one person and the next minute you're somebody else and um you you know you can really hate yourself because one minute you're like I'm eating pineapple and going to the gym and being so healthy and the next minute you're like have no energy and you know for me I had this tendency I was surrounded by a lot of really intense personalities for a long time because I had bad boundaries and um I would just hide in the darkest corner of this one dive bar (laughs) because you know I had to get away from everybody in my life and hide because I couldn't handle them because I was having mental health issues and I needed to just manage myself and not everybody else and keep everybody else happy and I was so tired, you know, and I still get it that, I mean, I still get all of this, I'm not gonna lie, um, so fatigued, the fatigue is insane, sometimes it'll last for two weeks, you just don't want to get out of bed, you just gotta sleep, and it's so hard, you know, it's so hard in this, like, society that kind of really loves people who are type A, and they can plan everything out, and they have all this energy, and they do all this stuff and they're extroverts and to just be so tired and not be able to be around people and not be able to live up 
to being this cool capitalist dream girl, you know, I mean, of course I would never want to be that really, but you know, you internalize capitalism, blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah, I just sucked and it was really unfortunate. So I really thought I was a fucking trash person, but you know, but I liked calling myself the dumpster kitty because it was a, you know, it was a way for people to kind of get an idea of who I am in a gentle sort of way and accept it but also like I started to I like the dumpster kitty shit like I like being a dumpster kitty and it started to be it turned into like a celebration of that rather than a resentment like I don't resent I resent the fact that I'm not like all of these other women out there you know like all you know there's all these influencers and there's all these ways that the beauty market has told us we need to be and they've appropriated spirituality and they've like lumped that in and they're trying to sell us our youth and you know through words like self-care and self-love and I don't know, it's all kind of a big scam to me, no offense to everybody who likes that shit, like, there's, there are are good seeds in that, there are very good seeds in that, but, um, I think being able to pull some of that stuff off, you know, like, it is great to eat healthy, right, and it is so wonderful to do yoga, and it is great to go for a run, and it is great to take long walks and stuff like that, um, but being able to do that stuff is kind of more available to people of privilege than people without privilege. And, you know, it's so much easier to do that stuff if your brain space is not completely <laughs> occupied with sheer survival. Or you aren't constantly adapting because your life doesn't have control. And, you know, like, you know, you can't, it's just, if you're always putting out fires, it's very hard to build healthy routines around all the fires, you know? And if you're in a situation like mine, where, you know, like, obviously, um, there's been a fair amount of putting out many fires and looking out for people that I really care about, that I worry about. Um, but there's also having this condition that like, I can't, I don't know how to fight against it to be some stereotypical perfect girl. (laughs) Um, and, uh, that sucked for a long time but now like I have a lot of um a lot of pride for who I am because I don't like I said I don't really want to fit into what I'm supposed to be as a woman and um you know god bless uh you know I mean kudos or whatever like not throwing shade at all to women who 
they can pull that off, you know, the, the female beauty standards, the gender roles, the whatever, if that works for you and that is you, like, I mean, congratulations, that's great, um, that, that makes things a lot easier, you don't really have to face yourself as much, um, but, you know, I'm not that, I'm a dumpster kitty, and, um, I think that's pretty cool, too, I don't know, this thing, this is going on and on, but, um, nobody has to listen to it if I don't want them to anyway, so I might as well just keep talking, uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, I don't know, I, I have mental health issues, PMDD is a really real thing, um, and I will probably get further into depth about it later, uh, because my last PMDD was really challenging, and I realized that I need to be an advocate for myself when I'm not suffering, and stand up for myself when I'm not suffering, so that I will end up having more support when I am suffering. It's almost like I need to throw a rope from normal life. Here I am. Get by, everything's more or less okay, hormonally speaking. Um, but in two or three weeks, um, now I'm gonna get sucked into the hell dimension, and I'm gonna be a different person. I'll probably be kind of like a scared inner child, whatever thing. <laughs> blob of a human being, um, and I won't really know how to ask for love, and I won't really know how to ask for help, and I'll just isolate, and I'll just cry a lot, and I'll just have to, like, stare at my own shadows, and deal, and decide whether I want to numb out, and drink too much, or watch a shit ton of Netflix, or whether or not I'm gonna want to sit and look at everything that's causing me so much pain, and, um, and cry, and deal with it, and, um, as time goes on, I numb out less, even though with premenstrual dysphoria disorder, that's what it's called, PMDD, premenstrual dysphoria, aka the opposite of euphoria disorder. The psychological pain is so bad that it's extremely hard to not fantasize about 
just disappearing. Anything to not have to be in your own skin and to not have to look at the world through this lens that has been like somehow duct taped to your face. Um, I started following PMDD um, hashtags the other day when I was in the, the throes of it and the thing that came up over and over and over and over again was PMDD awareness is suicide prevention. Um, and I believe it because I can't, as hard as life has been for me in so many ways, like I couldn't imagine being less fortunate than I am right now and, and living through this because it kind of tears your life apart makes you not able to work enough because you're so tired and you can't handle people when other times you could makes you not value yourself because you don't know what the fuck's wrong with you so you just think you're inherently a trash person and so you get lower paying jobs you let people into your life that don't treat you that well and even when you meet good people you don't want them to get that close to you because you sort of want to slink off into the shadows like a dumpster kitty you know like come get your pet maybe get some free food if you're super lucky get that love and then like disappear into the streets and then nobody really knows what you're doing and where you're at and just hiding on your own so people can't see you lick your your wounds you know Anybody out there who has PMDD knows how painful it is and how much you feel like you would do almost anything to not experience it. And I uh, just feel fortunate that I didn't say fuck it and just start putting needles in my arm because it seems like a great escape but I saw too many other people ruin their lives that way and a lot of people really love me so I really decided that I was going to stay strong for them and I'm still doing it to the best of my abilities but I do I think you know as I circle back around a little to what I was saying I'm very sleepy but what I was saying is that I'm gonna have to start like just leaving myself a toolbox for when I like enter on the other side from 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 well me to sick me you know and and leave myself a lot of love notes and talk about 
talk about it when I'm doing well and just be my own advocate and know in moments like this when I'm in my I can't remember what it's called like the luth some phase the, the follicle phase pre-ovulation when I'm at my best you know be able to not just run away from the PMDD and you know and it's hard because a lot of you know when I'm in PMDD like or in hell week or in the hell dimension I think I'm just gonna call it that in the hell dimension um it's like you know a lot of balls get sort of dropped or or held off and then and then the next two you know weeks where I haven't ovulated then I'm rushing around to like get all that stuff done you know um but uh you know as another task that I gotta add to my laundry list for when I'm doing well um is to not run away from from me when I'm PMDD and not pretend like it won't ever come back again or some shit, but just know that it's going to come back again. Talk about it while I'm well. Tell myself and everybody that I still deserve love regardless of how sad and mopey and tired I get and how awful I start to feel. That's no reason for me not to be worthy of love in my entirety and in my whole. And I think that I talked about shadow work in the beginning of this podcast and maybe in the trailer. And um, I have a strange feeling that the more I cultivate self-love and the more I cultivate boundaries and the more I accept that I'm worthy of love in all states <laughs> I think the better my PMTD will get it feels like an incredibly forced spiritual journey <laughs> <laughs> like I never had the choice and I mean maybe maybe I'll find some medication one day and then I can dance off into the sunset with my new happy pills that magically do the trick that would be pretty cool but that doesn't seem to be reality and um I'm just going to have to accept that and I'm just going to have to do the work and as I do that work um, I might talk about it on here so you know not a lot, a lot of people have to listen to this but I at least want the people who love me to have a place that they can go when 
they're trying to figure out how to love me and what I need and how to understand what I'm going through. But if you're not somebody who loves me and you don't need that, but you need to figure out how to love yourself, then maybe this will help you too. Because it's a big, bold, hard step to make. Um, and I may be the only person you know with PMDD. Or maybe you have PMDD and that's why you're listening. But um, we all have things that make us feel not so lovable. You hear that dog barking in the background? Those dogs are always barking. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you might need might need this if you're just trying to live a more authentic life and you know all of that stuff that makes you feel like shit because it's like a lady who has perfect hair and a perfect body just like <laughs> just namaste all over the place namaste 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 and and she seems so happy and she seems so at peace um, you know, some of us, we are, uh, a long way from whatever the fuck that image is, and we know it, and, um, and even that lady in the ad, maybe sometimes she feels great, but a lot of us, <sighs> big secret, all of us don't always feel good, and, um, for us to pretend like we're always feeling good is not good for us or the people around us and I hate to say it but don't worry we're all guilty is when we put on a mask pretending like everything's all good all the time I'm like hey, I'm so great I'm so great how are you I'm so great I'm so great how are you I'm so great when we do that fucking shit then everybody's sort of unintentionally gaslighting each other because all their friends, you know, have just said, oh, I'm doing good, everything's good. And then you sit around feeling like you're the only one who doesn't always feel good. And you don't know what's wrong with you and why you have so many emotions you're so complex and why can't you just chill the fuck out but it's alright we're all kind of losing our minds I think so the more we talk about it the more we can grow together so that's what this is all about anyways that was a long first episode I guess 35 minutes shit <laughs> alright uh, I don't know I'll record more when I'm in the mood and um, until then 
everybody out there, be good to yourself and know that you are not in this alone. And I love you. Bye.